Welcome to the Valley of Grace podcast, helping women reclaim their power and identity so they will know they are enough. We are breaking unhealthy relationship patterns, building resilience and flourishing, and creating an empowered new chapter of life. Before we go into part two of the interview with Catherine May, I want to give a shout out to Timothy Horton for providing the intro and outro music every week. And without further ado, here's part two of the interview with me and Catherine May. Enjoy. you're coming out, it depends on where you're coming out of, you know, and everybody's, everybody's new chapter being empowered is going to be different, I think. Mm -hmm. But being empowered, literally empowered is letting the Holy Spirit dwell within you so that you are full of the power that you need to live out your life the way you were created to. Does it mean that things won't still be bad sometimes, or you might struggle here and there. No, of course, that's going to happen. We live in a fallen world and that's part of where we're at. Mm -hmm. But walking in your true identity is not something that, and it can do, it can happen in in a blink of an eye, but it's not typically something God typically will take us on a journey of discovering who we Mm -hmm. are, discovering so that he he doesn't want to give it to us all at once, like a fire hydrant in the face. You know, we'll be knocked right back down. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And if we're not into receiving the message of the truth, if our hearts are closed off and walled up and there's so many strongholds in our mind that we can't receive the truth because these big fortress, fortresses are covering up the things. Like we have to deal right. with layers at a time, little tiny layers, like an mm-hmm. onion, like peeling off one at a time. And it takes time and sometimes decades and sometimes a lifetime, especially for some truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that it's just a one and done. I think that we need community to stay, you know, to stay healed mm-hmm. and to continue to be reminded of who we are in Christ. Because even when I was writing my book, I, I wrote my book from a place of healed. I wasn't healing mm-hmm. in the journey of writing my book. No, right. I don't think I But I called my friend up one day and I just said, "Sister, mm-mm, I am. I'm done. I can't." And I'm just sobbing. I said, I can't finish this book. There's no way this is too hard. I can't. It's awful. I mean, it was just a terrible day. And I called my friend and I'm just like laying my heart out on the line to her. And she said, Catherine, what does Jesus say about you? I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) let me see. I'm writing a book about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we have to be reminded all the time. It's not a one and done. Like I saw your cute sticker behind where you're sitting. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to have reminders of the scripture, of his word, of his promises, of of our identity everywhere, whether that's 
Yes. Put them on your rearview mirror. You know, I mean, where you can still see or wherever, you know, dashboard or whatever. Right. In your bathroom. So it's the first mm-hmm. thing you see every day. You know, just yes. say, say them out loud. Like I created a, a King's Decree and mm-hmm. I put it in my bathroom on a really big poster I created mm-hmm. on Canva. And I stuck it in there. It doesn't match the decor. I do not care. If this is important. And right. I put it up and I said, okay, every day my husband and I are going to read these because he loves these. Are, he already is good at this. But okay. I put put it up there. And every day I go to take a shower. I just say all of the scripture. And it's just scripture. You know, mm-hmm. you know God isn't giving me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You know, who you are right. in Christ. You know, just all up there. And I mm-hmm. just say them. There's power in our words. If yes. we're quiet and we never say anything, whether it was me writing this book or me speaking to you today, then nothing else can happen. If we're quiet and right. also the power of life and death is in our tongue. So if that's the case, then we have the power to bring life and death. So you can exactly. continue to talk all what's terrible in the world because it is all, you know, all the sickness that's going on around you. Cause there are people who mm-hmm. are sick. Yeah. Yeah, we can keep pointing those things out, or we can say what the mm-hmm. Lord says, and, and those words are like a double-edged sword. You know, they come and they just they slash everything that's been meant to destroy you and your family and those around you. So that is so true. Words. So I think that having an empowered new chapter is knowing you're filled with the Holy Spirit, so that you mm-hmm. can hear clearly what's going on in the heavenlies, so that you can get insight to what's mm-hmm. going on with it. To do continual self-evaluation and development for your own mind. What am I thinking about today? Mm -hmm. Because I have to deal with really overcoming negativity and anxiety and depression because of all that's happened to me. But it doesn't mean I have to stay there. It's not my excuse for staying in that place. I was a victim, but I'm not anymore. (laughs) Right. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just walking in that. Walking in that and just saying, you know, hey, this... This is a new day. What happened to me happened, acknowledging mm-hmm. it. But now what's gone is old. It's old news. You throw your shoes in the garbage, they're gone. You don't go dig them back out and put them on, right? No, you don't. This is a new day. You've got some beautiful bling and high heels, girl. You've got your mm-hmm. beautiful, pretty sparkle red dress on. It is a Man. new day. Stay in it. Day. Stay it in is. It. Don't put it on the garbage. Don't mm-hmm. go put it back on. Oh, my word. Yes, that is so true. How do you think um, community played a role in your healing? Oh, my goodness. A huge, huge role. (laughs) And ladies, if you're listening to this right now and you get nothing else out of what I said today, listen here. This Mm -hmm. is so important. Community is so important. The devil wants nothing more than to keep us isolated, far away from people, social distanced. Sorry, I'm going there right now. Mm completely away from everyone. And th- that's the scheme of the enemy. It's been before 2020. Okay. <laughs> I mean, something that he's been doing a long time. People stay out of church. They stay out of community with, with other believers. They stay um, in the world because they don't feel worthy enough to be around everybody else. But let me tell you something. The church is not a place for healed people. It's a place for the sick. Amen. The church is supposed to be a place where we go to get healed like a hospital. You wouldn't yes. wait till your arm was healed to go to the emergency room. If it's broke, sure you're going to Right? Isn't that yeah. true? Yeah. So if you're going to a church where you feel like you're not welcome, maybe find another one. Don't mm-hmm. just give up on it totally, okay? Because there right, are right. perfect people in churches because we are imperfect. So there give people go. grace. I don't always know what they're doing either. Like mm-hmm. I don't either. You know, <laughs> we were we're people, yeah, right? We're all in the making, right? That's <laughs> right. Working with so, us every day. 
That's right. And so just because we have, um, you know, this, I don't know, this identity of Christian or whatever it is on mm-hmm. our this label, I should say, doesn't mean perfect. It just means we're growing, we're getting better and we are getting healed. So there's right. chances that I'm going to do it wrong or view things wrong or make mistakes. Right. True. So just get grace and the benefit of the doubt and, and go to church, find a good church that you can get involved in and get connected with, not just go on Sunday and come home and, and, you know, go about your week, go where mm-hmm. you can grow. Go where you can grow it. And then during the week, if you're struggling to grow it, you know, just on the one Sunday, I have to do this. I podcast things like crazy. Go listen to your favorite podcasts, you know, from preachers that are filling you up with the word and with truth of God in your identity. And, you know, then community is so important in my life because if I didn't have community and I didn't for a long time, I stayed very to myself because Mm -hmm. people hurt me and I didn't want to be around people. And because mm. I didn't want to be around people, I was only in my own head. And what kind of right. help is that? That's the mm-hmm. enemy's playground. It's the battlefield of the mind, according to Joyce Meyer. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's where he plays. So we have to be either, we have to know that w- what we're thinking isn't good, take our thoughts captive unto the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. Or we're like who I was. If it, I didn't know what that meant. What does that right. even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's things in my head that aren't really positive or from me oh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah isn't that true mm-hmm. yeah like the, the little whispers of the enemy the little lies and oh, and yeah. I was believing only what I was hearing up from myself so to speak yes. until I got brave got out of my own self went to a, mm-hmm. I went to a, a friend invited me to church that I had just met oh. I moved from one state to another where I didn't know anybody okay. except for the family and this one family invited me to go to church and I was like "Eh, I guess I don't have anything else to do (laughs) so I went I'm very young like 24 years old I go to this Mm -hmm. church and I'm like freaked out because it's not the way I grew up now I didn't grow up in church but I did go to church occasionally and I was saved at the age of 11 and I but I didn't know Jesus still Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know all those things and he invited me to a church where I was uncomfortable I didn't feel I belonged. People okay. were raising their hands and praising the Lord and, you know, being what I thought was weird, but now I look at it and I'm like, wow, that's, it wasn't crazy. It was just different than what I it was, was used different. to. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I kept going though and pushing through that little voice that said, just stay home. This is too hard. They're judging you, mm-hmm. you know, cause I would run out of there. I wouldn't want anybody to ask me about my life or my story or where my husband was. Cause he was never with me. <laughs> Or anything, you, <laughs> you know, say zip and in like, and zip out before anybody start uh-huh. asking questions. Huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I did that for a long time, years and years. But okay. I kept going. I kept going, and I even write, wrote a lot about that um, journey of doing this, developing my community in mm-hmm. my book. But you know, this God brought me this woman who invited me to the church that I would go to and run in and out of. One day she calls me up okay. and she says. I know this might sound weird, but I really feel like God's asking me to do this. And I'm like, first of all, you hear from God, that's weird. Okay. But second of all, you know, she said, I, I just feel like God's asking me to disciple you. Would that be something you would want to do? And I've never mm-hmm. heard that term before, disciple. I'm like, what does that even mean? Uh-huh. So she shared with me briefly what we would be mm-hmm. doing. And then I agreed. I said, why not? Sure. And I learned about Jesus through her. She taught me about the the man of Jesus, the actual like character of Jesus, who Jesus was and is today. And then that was checkpoint person number one. And then he brought me checkpoint person number two through another just happenstance meeting through my son saying, I want to hang 
and you know, and this woman taught me about God, the spirit, where she started to share with me how to hear from him, to walk me through inner healing and to be filled with the Holy spirit, which freaked me out at first too. Cause I was like, what wow. is that? What is that? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? So I, I come from this place where I can empathize with a lot of other ladies who are probably have been or are the same way where they're like, what in mm-hmm. the world are you talking about? Catherine, I just need you to like, give me the magic pill, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah, everybody, we all want that magic pill so we can just be one yeah. and done. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then it's, it's, ooh, it's hard work, <laughs> but then Humanity, this, this, he brought this third woman that taught me about God, the father. And mm-hmm. through that, these important people, these highlighted people that kind of arose above the crowd, right. were but the rest of the people were important too. mommies that would support me in raising children that wouldn't start using the bathroom or like, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I navigate this? But I had to let people in to what was really going on in my life. Eventually it took me mm-hmm. a while. Once I did that, instead of people like turning me out, which is what I thought would happen, people received me even more. And really that's mm-hmm. when the healing began to occur because I started to feel accepted by people that I held in high esteem, like mm-hmm. family, when my gotcha. own family rejected me, when my own family hurt me. And mm-hmm. I was just thankful that God brought the right people. Were they perfect? No, not at right. all. Did they say mm-hmm. that hurt me sometimes? Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. So played a huge role because if I didn't have community, there's no way I could have done it on my own. I had to have Mm -hmm. someone hold my hand to get to the throne room. I couldn't have got to the throne room on my own. And once I got to the throne room, I still needed somebody holding me up to Jesus, holding me up saying, Hey, here's your sweet daughter. And then Mm -hmm. I still needed somebody else to hold my hands up to praise him every now and then. (laughs) Right. I needed help. I needed help, especially mm-hmm. when I was down. It was dark. I was in the mud. I went back to mm-hmm. the garbage. I picked out my old shoes. <laughs> went back in there. Let me take these things out, huh? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, wow. Hey, yeah. man. We need each other, ladies. We need we each do. other. Honestly, we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that if we... I I really advocate for this message of women empowering other women, because if we do not get a hold of ourselves, lady, if you, if if you don't know who you are, women, (laughs) if you don't know who you are, you're Mm going to be trying to tear down that woman next to you because you're trying to build yourself up the wrong way. There you go. Yeah. Hold, hold up for a minute. Take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. Take care of what's going on inside of you and then say, God, I need good godly friends. And I Mm -hmm. need to view women the way you view women, even if they're Mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Right. Just start encouraging and, and and telling them, you know, instead of hating on them, like if you go on an Instagram feed and you see somebody's house that's nicer than yours, instead of hating on their house, maybe just say, God, thank you for blessing them. And I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for what you're blessing me with. You there know, you just go. changing mind about, yep. you know, how yep. we look at other women. Mm-hmm. But that is so true. Like you say, you see somebody's house and instead of you, you know, you know, they yeah. sending them a message. You know, your house looks beautiful. You know, that's I love right. the setup. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even if you have to do it through gritted teeth at first. Right. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Force Amen. yourself to send a compliment, even mm-hmm. if it seems yep. a little like, ooh, it feels weird. I don't like this. But I'll tell you what, if we can learn to be balcony people instead of basement people where we're mm-hmm. lifting people up instead yeah. of tearing them down and get that it's like stepping on them so we can get right. higher. Right. I'm telling you, it's a lot more peaceful of a life if you can. It is, about- isn't it? It is. It sure is. I'm telling you, you're right. A lot more peaceful and a lot less war within. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my goodness. 
So what role do you think um, not enoughness slash unworthiness plays when it comes to uh, women and toxic relationships? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So honestly, the truth just is the same as, as what I've kind of already talked about, even, you know, when we're in those unhealthy relationships, the number one issue is, you know, because we're, we're feeling unworthy or unloved or less than we -hmm. put up with things we shouldn't put up with because we don't feel we're worthy or valuable enough of better. So we put up with things that are toxic or things that are unhealthy because one, we don't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what that means. What is a boundary? <laughs> yeah. So learning boundaries is key to discovering who you are, what you accept, what you mm-hmm. stand for, what you won't stand for. Because right. if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. And you need Isn't to set true? boundaries. And boundaries are something that are not walls. Okay. This is important. Boundaries are fences. Boundaries are things that can be opened and shut. And boundaries are things you can let people in and kick people out. (laughs) You know, know, the, the wall walls up everything, the wall where you can just open the little tiny eyeball slider and see who's out there. That's not what I'm talking about, about boundaries. That's walling Mm -hmm. yourself up and causing more problems for yourself. So creating healthy boundaries is super important to learn and it takes time and it is work. It is work. So a lot of times work scares people because again, they just want a quick fix or like, can't you just make it all go away? Mm -hmm. Um, And what we took 10 or 20 or 50 years to ruin isn't going to get fixed in a day or even a week. It takes, (laughs) no, it takes time. Whether that's with your weight, you're trying to lose Mm -hmm. weight whether that's with your, your relationships, you know, all those types of things within yourself or with others, with God, mm-hmm. or, or it doesn't matter. It takes time and we're not willing, we're not very patient. We're like this instant gratification world where we want it all right, right now because the internet works like that. So why can't our life work like that? And I think that the internet's wonderful, but there's a lot of things that it's caused problems within us about as well. And this is one of them, mm-hmm. you know, just living instant one and done, hurry up and get it, get to, instead of enjoying the journey or even learning in the process, we're trying to get to the end result without going through the process Mm -hmm. without all the stuff in between from point A to point Z. There's a lot of letters. (laughs) A lot of letters. Yep. We want to skip, you know, you almost feel that, you know, get to the point where you almost feel entitled to like skip over, (laughs) you know, God is like, "Mm, it don't work like that, baby. You got to go through. You know, I was laughing because I was thinking about when you were talking about how we want to hurry up and get it done with the process. I was thinking about, I always like to say, like drive through healing. You know how you you pull up to McDonald's or whatever fast food restaurant and, you know, you're ordering your nuggets and fries. And it's like us ordering like 40 years of problems in two years, please. You know, we want that drive, you know? Yes. And now you can get it done, girl. You just got to, you just got to, it's your level of commitment. Now, if you want abs, you can't go to the gym once a year. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. You got to go every day, you know, or whatever. Like you got to spend the time it takes. And so sometimes that means turning off the TV and don't scroll that That day. You need a journal and a pen and some soaking worship music going on in the background. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to call phone a friend before you start and be like, I'm getting ready to do this so that you hold yourself accountable. I don't care what it is. That's part of what I do as my job as a coach is to help keep you accountable to create the habits that you need to live a healthy life 
after someone's let go of your hand right. so that you can do it on your own eventually. But it takes, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a lot to get there. So yeah, for sure. So I think that if you want to get out of a healthy, I mean, an unhealthy relationship and a toxic relationship, you have to set boundaries. You, then you need to go to Ephesians and read who you are in Christ mm-hmm. or just go online and look up identity in Christ scriptures, or you can order my journal or my book. Either one has mm-hmm. great um, identity in Christ scriptures in the back, the back of my book. This is my book, by the way, it's called behind enemy lies. Oh, so in the back wow. of my book right at the end, there's going to be a bunch of scripture for you mm-hmm. that I've laid out. It's the King's decree that I told you I put in my bathroom. I created, and I put it in the back of my book too. Wow. I love <laughs> there it. Is for you. Yeah. Right. So you can get to it easily. And then in my journal, I created this um, healing and truth journal so that it's a tool that goes along with the book. And right here in the very front, mm-hmm. there is some how to journal tips. Like in the very first page, a lot of people don't know how to journal and journaling is healthy for a lot of different things like healing, of course, but it's actually proven to reduce things like blood pressure. If you're daily journaling mm-hmm. and that's, so physical things as well as emotional things can really be healed by journaling. And I've met a lot of women who say, ah, no, I've tried that. It doesn't work. I'm like, well, we're going to try it the right way. Okay. So- right. <laughs> There is a right way and there's a wrong way. I've done them both too. Um, But the right way is important. So I just put a little Mm -hmm. like how to journal in the front of that book. And then I put, if people don't know how to to hear from God, or Mm -hmm. I talk a lot in my book about things. I even wrote down some journal entries in this book where God said things to me Mm -hmm. and I wrote them down. But sometimes it scares women. They're like, I don't quite know how to hear from God. How do you even hear that stuff? Yeah, and I wrote another little page of, a, of the little prompts at the front of that journal so that you can get into the presence of God mm. with greater especially when it's uncomfortable and it's new to right. you. And then I did another page after that. So the third and fourth page are scriptures on identity. And then the rest of the journal is blank Mm -hmm. for you to use however you see fit. And then at the every page, it's blank, but I put a scripture Mm -hmm. down that were my go-to power scriptures, like the ones that I held on to at those times that the Mm -hmm. promises were because the promises of the Lord are serious business. Yes. (laughs) They they are. And they're real. Like they're Mm -hmm. not like our promises where we break them. He doesn't break promises. So learning who you are in Christ, whether you do it this way through my book and journal, whether you, you know, hear my story, Mm because the the book is really my story Mm -hmm. with all that of God's power in it. So that you can see self Mm -hmm. through that. Like he did it for Catherine. He'll do it for me. Right. And so important to know whether you're in an abusive relationship right now, or you've been in one, or you grew up in one. What mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Whatever kind of abuse you've endured, or whatever kind of labels have been placed on you, whether by teachers or a parent. If you even grew up in a loving home and nobody ever really told you you would amount to anything, or you know you were worthless, or things like that, just little things that seem seem little. Those are big, but things that seem little can still really affect how you see yourself in the world around you. If you don't mm-hmm. know the truth, you're looking at the world through the wrong kind of lens and you're in a toxic right. group because you're viewing that through the wrong lens, or you think maybe you can fix that person. And if I just mm-hmm. get better, if I just try harder, yep. if, only, if I wait longer, maybe mm-hmm. next time, then yep. I'll do it again. Right? <laughs> like we say all that. That is things. so true. Isn't that the truth? Like you said, we, you know, as women, you, you go into that fix that, that natural want to fix it mode, thinking you can rescue. Like you said, you wait longer, 
And then I like to say, trying to find the magic formula. There is no magic formula, you know? No, No, there's really not. And Mm -mm. it's sometimes even if it's something you want to salvage, a relationship you want to salvage, I I definitely think that separation is a good thing in the process of an unhealthy relationship. Because if both parties are willing to work it out and do the right thing, and that person, if it's your spouse or your boyfriend or whoever it is that Mm -hmm. is hurting you, if they're not willing to take a step back and separate and go get their own help while you get your help, you know, so that two whole people who two whole people make a whole relationship. It's not 50, 50. I've heard that a lot. I'm like, Hey, that's a lie. It's a hundred and hundred. There you go. You Mm -hmm. have to give a hundred. They have to give a hundred. So kind of recognizing that. So, so calling an abuse hotline is so important. Like I did Mm -hmm. that. If you, struggling and you're like, I, I honestly did this. I didn't know if what I was living in was abuse, even though he had choked me and almost mm-hmm. killed me, threw me into tables. I just still didn't know. It's like, maybe right. it's not abuse. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yep. abuse doesn't have a sliding scale. Okay. There's no, there's no, right. There's no sliding scale. Right. No, abuse is abuse. Yeah, and so I go. I told her what I was dealing with and she's like, okay, (laughs) you know, and so she started giving me some resources and some help over the phone. But unfortunately where I lived was such a small town. There wasn't anything anywhere close to me that could really help me physically to get out of what I was in, but emotionally she was able to support me and start to help me. And then some God led me. She said, you should go to legal aid. I went to legal aid to get help. And he ended up leading me to this abuse advocate, this woman Mm. who, Oh, she was phenomenal. Now I didn't get legal aid help, but I did get her. And that was the Hmm. best thing I ever got. I wrote about her in my book because she was such an important part of me coming out of this web that I had gotten tangled up in. Mm. And honestly, I feel I have to say this. Ladies, if you've been in an abusive relationship or in one now and you want to get free, I want to tell you, it's going to feel so uncomfortable at first and it's going to feel almost wrong. It's going to feel weird. Because I remember praying a prayer, God help me after I walked out of the abuse relationship. And I kept in my mind going, I, I need to go back. Like after mm-hmm. I went out the last time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, man, I just feel like I need to go back. And I was in a, a conference one day and I just felt the chains around my, my shoulders, around my neck and around my wrists break and fall to the ground. It was just in a moment of prayer on the guy who was on the stage right over, I don't even remember what. And I'm mm-hmm. talking to God about how I feel like maybe I should go back and give him another chance. And I felt those chains fall off me. I heard them hit the ground in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I was like, whoa, like I just felt a, a weightlessness that I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And then after, uh, you know, that was over, I was on my way home and I was like starting to panic. Like, I don't know how to live free. I don't know what that mm. means. I kind of need you to put those back. No, I'm mm. going to need those back right now. I started getting mad in the mm. car. I'm like, you're going to need to put those back because I can't breathe like this. I don't know what it means to be free. I don't know. It's like somebody mm. who was in prison their whole life mm-hmm. and they get released at eight. They don't know how to live. That's right. how you're I almost live. like grabbing. Like you said, you wanted to grab it, but I'm trying to put them back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's comfortable. It's what we know. Yes. If, even if it's functional, we learn to function in our dysfunction. We do. Oh. Yeah, simple as that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I do know. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. He didn't life. put him back, though. Thank God. He didn't put him back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> he just oh, helped me live for you. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So you heard mm-hmm. the chains falling, like the song says. Yeah. I did. I really did. I really did. Oh, wow. I, and now there's so many, like, this is why it's important to journal too. You write mm-hmm. those things down when those things happen mm-hmm. because they're, they're like memorials, like in the, in the Joshua where they built a, a rock tower to memorialize mm-hmm. that they took this ground and you're going to come and tell your kids and their kids and their kids what our God did right here mm-hmm. on this, on this side of the river. Like we're mm-hmm. putting a memorial. That's what journals are to me. They're my memorial mm-hmm. of all God has done so that in the moments when I feel like I can't do this. I don't know how or what, or mm-hmm. this is awful, uncomfortable. I can go back and look and say, okay, here's what he said. Here's what he's done. And right. I'm trusting him for this. Okay. Right. We're, we're good. Like, you know, and break, you know? <laughs> right. Yep. I know what you mean. Like you said, yeah. this is what his promise is. This is what he's done in the past. Reminding yourself, you know? And you're like, okay, I got this. That way you can, like you said, move forward. Because the devil get a hold of our mind and we just keep looking at the focusing on that problem, looking at it, you know, focusing on it and almost letting it consume us. Right. And I don't mm-hmm. think I would have done it for me. Honestly, I don't think I ever would have done it for me. Really? I did it for my children. Yeah. So there's some, sometimes we have to look beyond mm-hmm. ourselves because we don't feel worthy enough or valuable enough to do it for, for ourselves. We don't, mm-hmm. we're, if others don't think we're valuable or worthy. We don't either. That's and true. so we don't do it for ourselves. So I think that, Doing it for someone else was so important and vital. And so if you are, if you are in a terrible relationship and you mm-hmm. have children, think about how it's affecting them. Like, so for me, I thought my boy is uh, potentially now I have the most amazing children. God really mm-hmm. did a great thing. I, yes, I'm so thankful. But, you know, I didn't want him to grow up and be abusive to his wife. And I didn't want my right. daughter to grow up and see what I did and accept it for herself also, because the generations of abuse in my life was many Mm-hmm. I mean, in my, in my bloodline was many and God really called me out because from the time I was born, there's been an attack on my life and my voice both. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was born, I was, I died when I was born and I had pneumonia and then I had a failure to thrive. And then, mm-hmm. the and anytime I ever tried to scream when my abuser would come, I couldn't get a, nothing would come out. It was just mm. crazy. Nothing would come out. And so, uh, you know, there's many things I could share about that. But the attack on my voice has been great because the devil doesn't know why God created you. But mm-hmm. he just knows if you ever find out, it is bad for him. That That's is true, he- isn't it? Yep. <laughs> because yes. I'm affecting the generations from me, because I, I said, no, that, you know what? God created something in me. I don't know what it is. It's like this extra little tenacity that says, Hey, you're going to, it's like resilience and tenacity. Like you are going to continue to bounce back. You mm-hmm. are going to continue because there is something great that I have for you to do. And I mm-hmm. need you to do this. Now, if I said no, he'd find somebody else. He'd maybe, yes. my, maybe my daughter. I don't know. Okay. But I didn't want to sit around and continue letting things go on in my life. Like they were, because I cared more about them than I cared about myself. So mm-hmm. I wanted better for them than I had experienced. And I never mm-hmm. wanted them to experience the type of things I was dealing with with their father. So it was just um, for their sake and so that they would see something different. And I wanted to be the one that said enough is enough. The buck stops here. Yes. And this generational stronghold breaks right mm-hmm. now. Right now. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yes. I got uh, a couple more questions for you, maybe three more before we get to some of the 
fun questions. <laughs> How These are so fun? fun. What's that now? These are so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you found them fun. You know, I try to come up with some interesting ones that's, you know, um, encompassing my topic. Yeah. But when it comes to flourishing, what, what comes to mind when you think of that word? Oh, goodness. Okay, so I think that flourishing is having a God confidence. Mm. So flourishing is growing. You know, it's getting not hung up on the past. It's it's realizing that even if you don't feel like you're worthy or valuable enough of whatever is happening around you, like I'm flourishing right now. But because I'm flourishing, sometimes I can hear that little voice that says, but you still this, or you still battle that, or you have to deal with this instead of my confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Like I still am just a human being who needs, I'm very needy, needs the father in every way. And so to flourish and truly flourish, I have to know that my confidence comes from the Lord and where I am weak, he's strong mm-hmm. and that he's never going to leave me or forsake me. And he's, I've, he says in the word, I've never seen the righteous beg for bread or there's their seed beg for bread. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed beg for bread. And, mm-hmm. and so I have to find those things that I can hold on to those promises and say, those are the reason I'm flourishing because I right. trust that God is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. To, to grow and to be healthy, I have to do certain things every day and those things I need to, to be aware of. And it's not easy. I have kids and now I have a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really not easy. <laughs> right. But it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's just like drinking water. If you don't drink water, you're going to die. Like you have to drink Literally. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you're like, I don't like water. Well, too bad. You have to drink it. You know? <laughs> right. It's not about likes at this point. Right. Right. That's oh my right. word. So, yes. Flourishing, I think, is just about having a God confidence. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love it. I love it. So a woman comes up to you and she says, I want my power and identity back. And then you say, oh, girl, do you know Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> yes. That's what I say. But honestly, it's just about trusting that God is who he says he is and that you are who he says you are. Mm-hmm. So so having your, your power back comes from setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Having your power back comes from knowing who your power comes from, first mm-hmm. of all. And, and relying on self will always let you down. So I say I'm a self-development coach because that is what I am. Mm-hmm. But I do not develop yourself by yourself. <laughs> it's not right. your own strength, but it's his might and ability in you. So I'm a Christian counselor. I don't, um, I don't really play freaky games with people. I'm straight mm-hmm. to the point. Like, girl, do you know Jesus? And if that stops them from wanting to work with me, well, I'm... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Because you know Jesus. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's so important that it, it doesn't matter who, honestly, the gospel offends, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I do not care. I do not mm-hmm. care. I care because there's a fire and I need you out. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Self get out of that room right now. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my so self-development yeah. comes from knowing who you are and who God mm-hmm. is. And then, you know, knowing Jesus. And then I ask them, you know, who, you, who are you in Christ? Do you know who you are in Christ? And most of the time the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And so then, then we go through that and that takes a while. That takes 
you know, a habitual thing to say and remind mm-hmm. yourself and then just have expectations for good because we get what we expect. We steer where we stare. So if mm-hmm. you are driving your car down the road and you start looking to the left, your car's going to go to the left. Yes. Or you look to the car's going to go to the right. It's just the way it is. So we Isn't steer. Isn't that Yes. Yeah. Through and outside the car. <laughs> yeah. We focus it like you said, and they're thinking, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you expect good and you expect God to help you and to give you your power back to, to, to do that, you have a job to do too. You have responsibility as well. So if you say to me, I want my power and identity back, I say, are you sure? Because it's going to take some work mm-hmm. because you have to be ready. You have to be right. willing to do all that it's going to take to get that back, to mm-hmm. discover it even for the first time. Cause getting an identity back means you once had it. Right. Sometimes we never had it to begin with. So we don't that have a clue. To right. So, yeah. So it takes work and it takes uh willingness, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get those things back and then to, yes. to expect good, have good expectations to realize there's, favor in God's hand on your life. When you make a decision, mm. a whole healed and healthy life, mm-hmm. when you make that decision, you are saying, yes, I need you, God. And he's yes. saying, I'm here. And you know what? Sometimes we feel like God has turned his back on us and he's far away. He's never, mm. he's never all. We are the ones that turned our back and we're the ones running. Mm-hmm. But the minute turn around. The minute we turn around, he's right there. He's not even far away. He's right there. Like the prodigal son that left home, he left mm-hmm. home, went and squandered all his blessing, his hair, inheritance and everything. everything. And he said, I better go home because, you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. better than this, the pig slop I've been eating this whole time. And right. as he's Home. His father is literally waiting for him on the porch, watching for him from afar, had no clue mm-hmm. if he was coming home or not. Now, God knows if we're going to, you know, when we're mm-hmm. going to, he knows it all. But we still have the choice to make, to come home, to turn around. We to still do. Yes. Why? It's still our choice. Mm-hmm. And that, that father knew, he saw his son from far away. He didn't even wait for him to get close and be like, yeah, you mm-hmm. better get a problem. No, right. Jesus told us that, that I believe he told us that story to give us an amazing picture of the father and wait, the father, God sees us prodigal mm-hmm. children as we're yep. running from doing all of the things that are just trying to fulfill us, but we're mm-hmm. left empty constantly. There you go. And that em- yeah. And we're hungry and we need sustenance and we need real, uh, you know, food for our soul. That's going to sustain us because this body is going to die. And -hmm. what's going to live on forever is the the thing that matters. And that's how we treat people, how we take care of others and ourselves and how we love. Those are the Mm -hmm. things that are important, our character and our morals and stuff like that. That matters. So, so just realizing that no matter how far you feel you've gotten from God or the mistakes are so bad, there's no way you could ever come back from this. No, he's right there. You just have to to do it. (laughs) He's don't wait for him yes. to be like come around the front of you. No, you turn right. around. Just turn right. around. <laughs> turn mm-hmm. around, and he's like, "Whoa, you're right there! I didn't know you were that close." He's mm-hmm. right there. He's so close. He's closer than your breath. Yes, he's right. Mm-hmm. So just remember that. You know, it doesn't matter if you never knew who you were. It doesn't matter how much you messed up and how much you've allowed in your life that you feel it's too far gone. It's not too far gone. The most important thing to do is forgive yourself, forgive yourself first, and then start to really forgive those who have hurt you, who mm-hmm. 
internal, you're, you're angry, you're bitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so bitter. And, and just, yep. just the world is yuck and everyone is awful. And, mm-hmm. you know, just that, that bitterness can get in there because we've allowed certain things to happen. And then we yep. want to blame someone. So we point at others, we point at God, we point at the grocery store clerk, mm-hmm. we point at <laughs> whoever right. it is. And you know what? That man hurt me growing up. And then my, my ex-spouse hurt me for sure. And people can, uh, and I've heard this say, I used to think this too. Mm-hmm. Well, why did God let that happen? How could he let that happen? Like I was in the dugout sleeping that night going, why are you so mean? Mm-hmm. And God reminded me one day, I remember I was studying a little bit of scripture and he just started downloading this to me that he gave us the gift of choice and free will. He did not create robots. He didn't create us to be puppets. He's not a mm-hmm. puppet master. He's not. So then, right. So then we have the choice. So that man, both those men had a choice. Uh, and my mother who didn't stand up for me when she found out it was happening, they all had a choice to make. Mm-hmm. And that choice wasn't the right one. And he grieved with me when it happened, mm-hmm. when all those times Oh, but sure. not going to come in and take their hand and say, you're going to do, you're not going to do, but there will be justice one day. Right. And Amen. Just judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Amen. So forgive so those true. who you're holding on to the yuck about mm-hmm. and move on. That forgiveness gives you power. Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we think we're giving our power away, but no, we're actually giving it back to ourselves, you know? We're giving it away when we keep holding on to it. You know what I mean? That's absolutely mm-hmm. right. Oh, my word. What's one thing that you think you would want women, uh, well, not just women, but people in general, when they look at you or they say your name, what's one thing you would want them to think about when they think about you? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always want people to think about me as a truth teller that I speak the truth in love and I am, I am an encourager. God told me a a long time ago when I was like, who am I, Lord? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I've lost my job and Mm -hmm. I was going through stuff. And he said, you're a professional encourager. I was like, okay. So that's Mm -hmm. what I want to think about that. I tell the truth and I encourage people. It's really important to, to encourage them any way possible, whether that's just mm-hmm. saying you look really lovely today to, and mean it like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not dishonest about it <laughs> Right. You know, um, to saying, you know, Hey, your kids are going to be fine one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. You okay. <laughs> yep. There you go. Amen. Yes. Professional courage. I love it. Okay. So what songs are currently on your playlist? Okay, so the one that's been in my playlist and in my head is Gyra by the Maverick City Music. Oh, I love that song. Isn't it good? Yes, I just sing it over and over and over again um, in my head. (laughs) I couldn't even go to sleep last night because it wouldn't turn off. Mm. (laughs) There's no stop button on your mind, you know. That is Um, true. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see. So My Jesus, that new one that's by Ann Wilson is on my playlist. Mm. The other one is Sparrows by Corey Ashby. Oh, my goodness. It reminds me that he takes care of us. Um, You know, Sea of Victory by Elevation Worship. And look what you've done. Look what you've done by, uh, I think it's uh, Tasha Layton. My son Mm. and I sing that song. He's three. He sings Mm. the whole 
thing with me. Really? Yeah. When he was in my womb, God told me he was going to be a worshiper, a little, like he's going to lead people to me through song. Mm. And and that boy, he is amazing. He was born at 28 weeks. There's been an Mm. attack on his life too, since he was born two pounds, you know, he's massive now and totally normal. You would never have known. But he, um, I was at a conference and he was doing a little, uh, there was huge, like uh, the speakers were loud and like a mm-hmm. vibration was great. And there was worship music going on. And that boy was doing some stuff in me. He had never done before. I'm like, what are you doing? And I heard the Lord give me that while he was in my womb. And since he's been out, he's been the most musically inclined. He remembers every word to the lyrics of songs that kids just don't do that. And mm. he just sings, he sings, he'll remember songs from forever ago. Like, so music mm-hmm. is powerful in general. Right. But we're you know, cautious about the music he listens to to begin with, but he loves that song. You know, look what you've done. Look what you've done in me. You know, you spoke oh, your truth wow. to the lies that I let my heart believe. And he sings those songs and those, those words that we talked about that have power yes. of life coming out of his, his little vocal cords into the mm-hmm. abyss of everywhere. Just cause you stop hearing them doesn't mean they stop. The right. words can the sound goes on forever. They don't even know where it stops. Right. Yes. True. So, oh, wow. That is so awesome. It's so sweet to see the little ones and they're so enthusiastic about the Lord and they're bellowing out and they don't care who's watching. You know, at that age, when they get older, it's like, well, I'm not going to sing in front of you. You know what I mean? Oh, I pray boldness over that head. There's a lot of boldness, isn't it? Yep. (laughs) What about some books that you feel like you can't live without? Oh, well, besides the Bible, that's definitely number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. But, um, I, yes, for sure. Um, I love The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. That's one of my favorite go-to books. I like to read that every couple of years because it was uh, mm-hmm. one of the game changers in my life, um, just reading that book. And mm-hmm. I'm reading a new one right now that I really love called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig mm-hmm. Rochelle. Um, oh, oh. Oh, it's phenomenal. It just came out this year. And I'm like, it's, it's got all these little, little workbook things you can do after every chapter, like little assignments mm-hmm. really solidifies what you're learning. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's a, it's definitely something you got to work a little bit for. Yes. Um, another one that I just read last year too, when I was talking with my friend who, she says, what does Jesus say about you while I was trying to finish my book, which was yes. the greatest labor of love besides birthing children. I think I could have ever done was to write this book. Mm. Um, it wasn't something I really wanted to do. God just okay. said, no, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you're up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this because there's going to be women that are going to be freed from it. So, um, mm-hmm. But it's called The Bonded Breaker. My friend, she said, I want you to get this book. And she she just she didn't wait for me to buy it. She sent it to me. Wow. Um, and it's called The Bonded Breaker by Neil T. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And that is the book besides the Bible I think everyone should get right now. Don't even buy mm-hmm. my book. Go buy The Bondage Breaker. Because that book right there... Oh man, that speaks truth to the generations that we're that the generation that we're in, and then mm-hmm. the generations come. They have one for a youth edition for teens that I'm going through with my teenager right now. My oldest son is actually in college to be a, mm-hmm. in college to be a, a pastor right now in wow. Birmingham. I'm so proud of him! Like, oh wow, that's exciting! Wow, that is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then the, the last one that I, is on my list is The Shack and Redeeming Love. Those are just stories um, of God's goodness written through an imagination of someone. Mm-hmm. And um, those are less self-help mm-hmm. and uh, or just for fun, but also just kind of build your faith up a little bit. A lot of it mm-hmm. for me, The Shack was a really good book. I remember not being able to put that one down mm-hmm. and Redeeming Love. 
is by Frances Rivers. And I don't know if you know this story. She used to be a romance novelist and That's she got right. saved, radically transformed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Started writing God romance and it's beautiful. And uh, Redeeming Love is a story of Hosea um, and his prostitute wife that, really? you know, in the Bible. Yeah. But she took it for in and just made a, a very iman- imaginative to story out of it. It's beautiful. It's the wow. thickest book I've ever read in my life besides the Bible. And it is one you just can't put it down. It's so beautiful. And it's such oh, a picture wow. of us running from God and him yeah. continuously us out of the brothel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh my word. That is so really something. Wow. And you know when I'm you're mentioning it a couple of days ago I was on Instagram and um, this one young lady, she is a um, pretty famous uh, Christian author, speaker, and, and Bible teacher, et cetera. She said she had just finished that book, Redeeming Love. And she said it was like 500 pages. I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Wow. <laughs> but it's but such yeah. an easy read. So you don't really? feel like it's mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Let's see. We got what two more two more questions for you. Um, okay. Three things that you do to nourish your soul. Oh goodness! I have to listen <laughs> to worship music. If I don't listen to worship music, I feel anxious, mm. really anxious. Mm-hmm. So um, I can get caught up in all the gotta do this, gotta do that, go here, go there, pick up this, create that, put out YouTube videos, make content, do my blog. <laughs> right. And sometimes I just have to recenter mm-hmm. and I just have to say everything else stops right now. And I put on some soaking worship music, just so, mm-hmm. so there's no words sometimes yes. even. Right. Um, and sometimes there are words and I need those, but I have a playlist with that too. But, but there's mm-hmm. this soaking worship music that I just put on and I just like, everything just falls. The weight just falls off me and I can just rest in his arms and snuggle on his chest and just relax mm-hmm. for a little while. Just recenter to nourish my soul. Um, another thing is just getting outside. Getting outside does something for me like none other. I love to be in God's creation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so thankful for my home, but right. I'm more thankful for my backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. I love being outside, taking a walk, listening to the birds. And why, really the birds, God spoke a lot um, mm-hmm. of messages to me through birds. So that nourishes my soul. And then um, really just being with my family and enjoying time together with my husband and just having chats with him about these deep things. We talk like this, like this podcast right now is our regular conversation. <laughs> oh, really? That's good. Yeah. That's a blessing. <laughs> It is. I'm so thankful. God's really mm-hmm. redeemed every area of my life. And I'm Amen. very Amen. Wow. Very- Man, that is wonderful. So your last question I have for you is, what is something that people get wrong about you? Oh, yeah. So that I've never had any problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> people look at me and they're like, what? I would have never known. I would have never guessed just because I'm pretty. And that's what the people say. <laughs> Fair. That's not even fair. That's not nice. And that's, that's why I'm saying like, be nice. You don't know what the other lady has been through just because she's walking down the other side of the street and her Prada purse and her shoes and her, Thank all you. the things all looking good. That does not mean that girl has not been through it. There may have Tell been something. About yeah. Oh, I mean, so just word. don't, don't judge a book by its cover for real in this, in this way, mm-hmm. because 
people do that to me all the time. They're like, I wouldn't go away. Uh-uh. I wouldn't have thought you would have related to that. So people don't quite know that I can relate to a lot of deep, really awful things, mm-hmm. uh, loss and trauma and all that kind of stuff because right. God has done such a great work in me. And it's nothing. To, I'm glad that that's wonderful that people would never have guessed. That means God's done a great work, right? That's exactly so what that, it means. Yeah. So when I first met my dad, I remember him telling me that when I would kind of share with him, it took a long time, but I, as I started to share truth of mm-hmm. what was going on in my life, he would say, how did you turn out this way? How are you so okay? I'm like, right. well, because of him, only because of God, dad, like it's Man. not me. It's not. He would tell me all the time how awesome I was. And I would just say, mm-hmm. cause God is awesome in me, dad. It's not Man. me. And so just, that's probably the thing I think that people get wrong the most is just thinking I've always had it together. Or I, I never mm-hmm. think that my house is always clean. But no, not mm. true. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, my word. That is too funny. Oh, my goodness. This has been so much fun. And thank you so much. You took the price to give me that life. And now it's never gonna fade away. When I see I need more of the sweetest of mercies upon my ears and I won't go back the way it was again 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 and now a valley of grace where things would change I've seen the lights of for me